from the Nifty Studios and Side Saddle Productions comes a rustic new episode of Tales from the Trenches, dramatizations of cases ripped from the advance sheets. Today's episode, Showdown at the 245 Saloon. The sun is setting in the town of Pig Slap, New York, and weary ranchers and cowboys are headed to the local watering hole, the recently renamed 245 Saloon. Yep. A couple of years ago, it had been the 240 Saloon. Some legislative types changed the rules, so the name changed too. Said we gotta be modern. Well, that's old Roy Bean. He's the barkeep and owner of the saloon. He's also the town's foremost legal expert. Yep, that's me. Been here a long spell. Seen a plenty. But ever since I've been knee-high to a grasshopper, there's been two rival groups that's been a-fussin' and a-cussin' at each other. There's the cowboys from the DA's ranch and the ranchers from the 18B farm. Yes, sir. Lots of fussin' between the two of them. Yee-haw, howdy-o! It's a great day to be a cowboy in pizza. Well, that's Chip Becker, one of the DA ranch's cowboys. Set him up, Roy. Whiskey and milk chases for everyone. Ah, give it a rest, Chip. Some of us just want a nice, quiet moment to unwind without all your bluster. Oh, my. That's Hannah Drummond, one of the 18B Farm's finest riders. No whiskey for me, Roy. Just a bean sprout smoothie. Anyone else want one? Yeah. What burrs under your saddle today, Hannah? Oh, you know very well, you old cur. All right, the two of you, knock it off. There'll be no fists of flying in here today. I run an orderly establishment. Now, what's the problem? Sure enough, I'll tell you. We was in court on October 16th where my client was arraigned. And I gave old Chip written notice that my client wanted to testify in the grand jury. She ain't lying. And right then, I gave Miss Hannah notice that her client could testify on October 20th in the grand jury. True enough. And I thank kindly for that, which you have to give me by law. Now hold there, cowgirl. I even sent you a message on October 19th confirming your client's testimony for the next day. Oh, you sure did, and that's where the darn underhand dealing started. Oh, now, cowgirl, you better saddle up there, Hannah, because we're going to ride now. I done told you two to behave and stop the chatter. Hannah, you want to explain what it is you're talking about? You bet I do, Roy. So. After Chip confirms the October 20th date for testimony, he comes a-calling at my office, telling me there's statements from my client on some newfangled body-worn camera video. Well, I says, I need them statements before I can put my client in the grand jury. Yeah, she says that all right. And so I goes to the judge the very next morning on October 20th. And I say, I need a good cause adjournment of the grand jury and CPL 18080 because I just got the video. 
and I need to go through it and redact it. And the judge denies my request. So I send over to Hannah a link to the video at about 2.20 p.m. on October 20th. Well, that's the date of the grand jury, right? Yes, sir. And the defendant didn't testify. So I voted the case. And there was an indictment. Now, how in tarnation is that fair? Giving me the link to the statements at almost 3 p.m. on the very day of the grand jury. So now I make a motion to dismiss the indictment. Saying your failure to timely disclose the video of the defendant's statements denied him his right to testify. So according to CPL 21021C and CPL 21035-4, the grand jury proceeding was defective. Because of all, you deny my client the right to testify when you had noticed that he wanted to testify under CPL 19055A. Dang, Hannah, you sure riled up all those CPL numbers. Yeehaw! Oh, I got more. Because CPL 24510-1C says you have to turn over the defendant's statements 48 hours before the scheduled time a defendant is scheduled to testify in the grand jury. You barely gave me them 48 minutes before the end of the day of the grand jury testimony. Well, darn, I didn't even get to myself much before, and I tried to get an adjournment. And you saying I'm just supposed to blow 180-80 for you just cause you're dancing like a June bug in a hot frying pan? Now, both of you, hold your horses. Say, Hannah, let me get this straight. You're asking for dismissal of the indictment because you didn't get discovery of defendant's statement four to eight hours before he was to testify in the grand jury. That's CPL 245-101C commands. And you're saying that his failure to get them statements to you denied your client his right to testify in the grand jury under 19050 of the CPL? Yes, sir. That's what I'm saying. Why, that's just a bunch of hooey. One more word out of you, boy, and I'll have you in irons. Oh, yes, sir. Well, Hannah, that sure is a fine argument. Yes, ma'am, a right pretty assertion. Problem is, you're mixing your apples and oranges. But... Tarnation quiet! What you got here is a discovery violation under Article 245. Now, nowhere in 245.10 does it say that violating it also violates CPL 19050. No, ma'am. Nor does CPL 21035 say a discovery violation of CPL Article 245 also violates CPL 19050. It just ain't in the statutes. So, just because there's a violation of CPL 245.10.1c, that does not mean CPL 19050 was also automatically violated. In fact, courts have held that CPL Article 245 was intended to operate independently of CPL 19050. And therefore, a violation of 245.10.1c is not a per se violation of 19050, but is instead a discovery violation, remediable pursuant to CPL 245.80. So you can't dismiss the indictment for a discovery violation. And also, Hannah, I might point out to you that you never did ask the court for time for you to review the videos before the grand jury. And further, now you've had them there videos for several days, and you made no assertion as to how the delayed disclosure 
interfered with your client's rights to testify. What about the CPL 245 violation of him not giving me the video before the grand jury presentation? I can get a dismissal for a 245 violation. I'll move for that. Ah, shucks. Give it a rest, Anna. Quit sassing her, boy. Well, Hannah, again, we must follow the law. And CPL 24580 says that the remedy for leaked disclosure must be appropriate and proportionate to the prejudice caused by the delay. And you've cited no prejudice. All you said is you got the video late and the defendant didn't testify. And you've not said what was in the video or how its delayed disclosure influenced your decision not to testify. Just like you folks to lay a trap. It ain't right, Roy. No one likes a poor winner, Chip. Dang it. I'm sorry. I just get charged up when I win one. Oh, it's all right. I admire your gumption. Now, how about being nice to Hannah? We all have to work together. Ah, shucks. I'll give it a try. Say, Hannah, want to dance? Oh, Chip, I'll lead. This has been a hootin' and hollerin' episode of Tales from the Trenches. Today's episode was based on People vs. Abdulak from New York County, decided on January 3rd, 2023. All of the cases and statutes referred to in this episode, and of course, much more, are available on NIPTI's Prosecutor's Encyclopedia. This episode was written, produced, directed, and performed by your friends here at NIPTI. If you like Tales from the Trenches, be sure to tell a friend or two. And tell your relatives. Tell your horse if you like. And be sure to subscribe to NIPTI's podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Except Spotify. We aren't on Spotify yet. And so be sure to join us next time for another thrilling episode of Tales from the Trenches when we hear Hannah say... Hey Chip, what do cowboys put on their salads? I don't know, Hannah. What do cowboys put on their salads? Ranch dressing. So long for now. Quiet, everyone. The farmer and the cowman should be friends. Oh, the farmer and the cowman should be friends. One man likes to push a plow, the other likes to chase a cow, but that's no reason why they can't be friends. Thank <laughs> you.